Friends, that is the ensemble. And for those of you who have never attended the gathering at 11.15, they sing there every week. And uh, it has been my privilege this morning to sing with them on the opening hymn. It was great fun. <laughs> We're uh, continuing our series in Acts of the Apostles, and we come to the 10th chapter, the 44th verse. And in this text, something new happens in the life of the church. Peter has had a vision, so has Cornelius, a Gentile. They have come together for the first time, Jews and Gentiles, to worship the same God and Lord Jesus Christ. Peter has delivered his sermon, and then to their surprise, the Holy Spirit descends upon them all, and the first occasion of the baptism of a Gentile takes place. Listen for God's word. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. And the circumcised believers who had come with Peter, the Jewish believers, were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. And then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water? for baptizing these people who have recognized, who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they invited him to stay for several days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together. And so, dear God, come now. Not only in word, but with power. And with full conviction. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. This is a remarkable story about the surprising way in which God moves in human life to accomplish his own purpose. As I said earlier during the announcement, I've just returned from the San Bernardino Mountains where family camp this year for the first time was held at Forest Home. Forest Home is a camp facility that has provided the setting for decades for countless people to encounter and hear the word of the Lord in such a way that it changes their lives. Now, just before coming in here, as I was back in the vestry preparing with the others on this team, I learned that Glenn Delane's parents met at Forest Home. And I learned that Don's, Don met his wife at Forest Home. Forest Home was, before it was anything, first the dream of Henrietta Mears who was the Director of Christian Education at First Presbyterian Church of Hollywood for several decades in the mid-20th century. In 1937, she and a few others from the Hollywood Presbyterian Church visited that site for the first time. At the time, it was a private resort, and it was on the market 
for the whopping price of $350,000 in 1937. Henrietta Mears reportedly said, let's not even look at this, we can't afford it. But timing is everything. Shortly after that visit, a flash flood destroyed several of the cabins on that property as it came down that canyon. And it left one of those cabins hanging on the precipice of the river gorge. And the phone rang. And the son of the owner of that property quickly lowered the price, saying he would take $30,000 for the entire property. And the rest is history. Dr. Billy Graham wrote these words. Dr. Henrietta Mears has had a remarkable influence both directly and indirectly on my life. In fact, I doubt if any other woman outside of my wife and mother has had such a marked influence. She is certainly one of the greatest Christians I have ever known. Henrietta Mears had a similar influence on the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, on the founder of Young Life. And she is remembered for many things, including this quote, You teach a little by what you say. You teach most by what you are. I think every mother comes to know the truth of that statement. I was told yesterday by a former elder at the First Presbyterian Church of Hollywood that behind the sanctuary in that church there is a room, it's called the Green Room, where on one of the walls hang the portraits of all the pastors of that congregation through the years, which I assume would include the Reverend Dr. Lloyd Ogilvie, the former chaplain of the United States Senate. On the opposite wall hangs the portrait of Henrietta Mears. And the elder then said to me, and the room is balanced. <laughs> the title of the book about her life is Dream Big, the Henrietta Mears story. And there are many here in this sanctuary today who know that story better than I who are the products of that remarkable Christian education program at First Presbyterian Church Hollywood in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. She sent more young men to seminary and into the ministry than possibly anyone else in the entire century. It's remarkable what happens when we dream big enough to become part of God's plan for healing the world. Now, Monica was another woman in history of astounding and remarkable effectiveness. Born in the year 332 in North Africa to a family of nobility but little wealth, Monica showed an early desire for eternal things. She was often given to prayer. She was often found at church. 
She had an intense concern for the poor, so much so that sometimes she saved the food from her own plate in order to share with those in need. At the age of 22, Monica was married to a man twice her age. It was more her parents' idea than it was her own. She was a Christian, he was not. She was pious, he was not. Her biographer says that her marriage condemned her to a lifelong martyrdom. Soon after her marriage, her mother-in-law came to live with them, if that wasn't bad enough. <laughs> and even though her husband was annoyed with her praying and her charities, she quietly continued those expressions of her devotion. Her devotion to her children was equally impressive. She had three, two boys and a girl. And she prayed that God would help her as a parent to raise them well. At the birth of her first child, she dedicated him to the Lord in a religious ceremony that involved the sign of the cross upon his forehead, but baptism was postponed until a later time. She molded her son's mind and his spirit from the earliest days of his life. But he revolted against her tutelage, her, his studies. He refused to apply himself. He lied and deceived his parents. He stole from them. He cheated. It was as if he embodied the very conflict that existed between his mother and his father. Monica continued to pray for him. He went off to school and he was exceedingly bright, but it didn't affect the way he lived. He soon became involved with a woman who became pregnant and a son was born to them, though they were unmarried. Monica was heartbroken. She wept. Even today, there is a feast in honor of her on the fourth day of May in the Roman Catholic Church, the Feast of Tears of a Christian Mother. Monica's son, who was to become one of the greatest intellects of the Christian faith, St. Augustine, finally came around. Now, Augustine was always quick to say that it was his mother who led him to the Christian life. Quote, yes, Lord, if I am your servant, it is because I am the son of your handmaiden. And, quote, to my mother, to her prayers and merits, I owe all that I am. If I love truth above all else, and for its sake would lay down my life, for this I am indebted to my mother, whose prayers God could not withstand. So it was on Easter Sunday in the year 387 that Augustine was baptized. And that same year his mother died. Twice. Twice, through great labor, she had given birth to her son. 
once into the world and once again into the reign of our Lord. St. Augustine later wrote these rather well-known words. You have made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Now you know that these were no empty words for St. Augustine. Augustine knew from personal experience what restlessness was all about. His mother's love and faithfulness made all the difference in his life. She also, like Henrietta Mears, dreamed big. And she continued to invest in those dreams in her son despite his rather limited and reluctant response. And I think it is true that the labor of childbirth is only the beginning of the labor pains that mothers encounter for their children. Henrietta Mears mothered countless children to faith through her teaching and her organizing and her planning. You don't need to give birth to a child to become a mother to another. Now our text this morning celebrates the expansion of the church to include non-Jews. Peter was the first to perform an unauthorized baptism and it got him in no small amount of hot water with the church officials. Later in Acts of the Apostle he comes before the first great tribunal of the church over this very issue. Do Christians have to be Jews before they can become Christian? I remember the very first baptism I ever performed. It too was something of an unauthorized affair that I didn't tell my committee on preparation for ministry about. I was the chaplain in a pediatric unit at the Robert Wood Johnson Hospital in New Jersey for a summer while I was in seminary. A two-year-old child had fallen into a swimming pool at a family gathering, was brought into the emergency room in a coma. The early signs were rather encouraging. I met with the family gathered in the waiting room. As it turned out, it was the grandparents of this child who were the legal guardians. Their daughter, was one of those children who had run her life out of control. She partied to the extent that she could. She used drugs and alcohol. She had the child and did not know who the father was. The Department of Family Services was hot on her tail, tracking and documenting her behavior in order to rescue that child from her care. And so the grandparents stepped in and became the legal guardians in order not to lose the child from the family. They were not well-educated people. They were simple. They were hardworking. On one occasion, they had tried to have this child baptized. But the pastor refused because the child was born out of wedlock and had no father. Soon enough, in the 
pediatric intensive care unit, it became apparent there was significant brainstem damage. That child had been without oxygen for just too long. He began to arch, which is a sign that the child would likely never come out of the coma. I approached my supervisor, who was an ordained minister, and the, together with that, with that family, in that pediatric unit, we baptized that child. Now, get this image. Here is a child who has drowned, who is symbolically placed under the waters of baptism to be given back to the God who gave this child for a time and released into the hands of this loving God. There was guilt, there was grief, there was sadness, but there was also grace and there was healing and there was forgiveness. And something began with that baptism that changed the situation for that family. Today's text is about the remarkable and surprising ways that God moves in human life to accomplish God's purpose. There must have been a mixture of emotions that day when Peter baptized those Gentiles. They were considered outside, and now they're invited in. Those who were not part of the family are now part of the family of God, brothers and sisters in faith. Those who were thought to be unclean could now sit down at table with those who had spent a lifetime seeking God's approval. And I think like Peter and those early Christians, we too are likely to have to begin to see things differently if we expect to see things at all from the Lord's perspective. Now on Mother's Day, I can't think of anybody I'd want to quote more than Irma Bombeck. She was a wonderful voice for a generation of mothers. She wrote this, I have a feeling that when my kids march down the aisle to join in holy wedlock, the persons with whom they're going to share the rest of their lives, I'll pass them a clean nose tissue, spit on their shoes and shout, they need more work. Give me a minute, I'm not finished yet. She goes on to write, to some adults, it's like admitting defeat. We're committed to hanging in there until at least they know the basics. They should know that towels belong on a rack and not on the floor. They should know that when they receive the Nobel Prize, they're expected to say thank you and maybe follow up with a nice note. For Irma Bombeck, the job of mothering was never done. Never really finished. Well, the Lord is not finished either. They need more work, he might say about us. 
Give me a minute. I'm not finished yet. Well, maybe the Lord hasn't quite said it that way. But our Heavenly Father has very possibly expressed something similar about us. And yet, though we're unfinished, there's a room at this table, the Lord's table, for every one of us. We, too, are included in this family that belongs to Jesus Christ. There's a story about four clergy who were discussing the merits of various translations of the Bible. One tended to like the King James Version. It's poetic, it's simple. Loved the Old English that represented in the King James Version. Another liked the American Standard Version because it's a little bit more literal. It's more nearer to the original Greek and Hebrew translations. And still another like the New Revised Standard Version because it incorporates all of the newest language and discoveries of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the fourth minister remained silent. Then when asked to express his opinion, he replied, I like my mother's translation. The others expressed a little surprise. What do you mean? Your mother's translated the Bible? Yeah, she did, he replied. She translated it into life. And frankly, it's the most convincing translation I ever saw. Now, for many of us, the fortunate, we may have had mothers who embodied that kind of message in our lives. Not everyone did, or has, or will. But thanks be to God, some do. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians these words, I pray that you, firmly fixed in love yourselves, may be able to grasp with all Christians how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Christ, and to know for yourselves that love so far beyond our comprehension. That's what Peter and the Gentiles discovered that day. And people have been discovering it ever since at places like Forest Home and places like San Marino Community Church. Thanks be to God. That love is available to all of us. In the name of Christ, amen.